Welcome to Tale of the Veil, vale, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Alright, so last quest. What happened? You guys woke up in a warm pool of water. Right. And this pool, the area around the pool looked very similar to the area around the pool when you left, right? And when you came up, there were only a couple of little those blue fireflies left. And they entered about and they dissipated. And then guys proceeded to feel around in the dark for quite a long time. Um, you heard creepy sounds, flashes of eyes watching you in the darkness, but you knew you were in the fake wild. And as you continued for a while, you heard rustling in, in the forest around you and these little Goblin nobbler thingies came running out of you, out of the darkness into you guys, uh, and you had lit a fire so you could see a little bit, but otherwise you were in complete darkness. Uh, but you handled them with some interesting interactions. This guy got stabbed a lot. Some of you guys got hit in the head with rocks, but you killed these little creatures, and one or two that survived managed to scamper off into the darkness. Continued for a while until you heard screaming for help. And then you you followed that voice and you heard deep chuckling in the darkness and, and a growling sound and you guys almost left, but Edwin bravely ventured forth to see what it was and it turned out to be Kumonka. The giant fey wolf. talking with him and I remember Edwin made a few threats initially and then quickly changed his tune but you guys uh, found out that he had recently killed a fairy uh, probably the at least the many hundred, hundredth fairy that he had slain in the however many years or millennia he had been trapped out here in the fringes of the Feywild. So that's where you found out you guys were. You were in the fringes of the Feywild, a ring of decay that was very close, plane-wise, to um, the Shadowfell. That's why you were seeing the globs of shadow energy everywhere. Uh, so after talking with him, you struck a bargain. He, you see, he used to be a wolf of the Winter Court. And he was banished for getting s defeated by Oberon in combat uh, and failing his master, or his mistress, rather, the Ice Queen. His mistress. And uh, he, he seeks to get his old hunting grounds back in the Winter Court, uh, but of course he's laying here starving and emaciated, and he needs something to feed on. So you guys made a deal with him. At first he wanted the Orb of Dragonkind and also the Masks of Power. Um, I thought he didn't know I had that. Oh, yeah. he didn't. Yeah, yeah. He wanted the Masks of Power because he explained he wanted to feed on their their energy um, while you guys were gone and then he could pick them up when he came back. He obviously refused. Then you offered him the Orb or you thought about offering yeah, thought him about the Orb and changed your mind. Um, and then it was settled that you, got, you guys promised that he... Um, that you would get him his old hunting grounds back and convince the Ice Queen. Um, and so he let you know 
that um, while your your promises carry very strong importance in the Feywild, and making promises does not come lightly. So uh, this is recap. We don't need this. Oh really? Yeah. We're not gonna put this in. Yeah. Uh, I got you. It's my bad. So, and with that, he he showed you guys the way out. Um, you went through his den into the cave of spiders that appeared to be whispering to each other. You waded through deeper and deeper, and uh, he gave you an offering, the the fairy. And right when you placed the offering, you realized there was a spider posed behind you, ready to strike. And then he lowered himself, and you guys were let past. You guys traveled for what seemed like days in the pitch blackness until you came out into the realm of Hall, or the realm of Autumn. Uh, and this is where you guys are currently. Um, in this realm, you guys noticed giant maple trees the size of entire cities, making you guys feel like ants in the surrounding fields. Um, there are maple leaves that fall or that fell would cover entire fields due to their size, but there seemed to be a constant stream of leaves falling as well as endless harvest, bountiful produce in all the fields. You guys saw a couple of talking scarecrows that seemed to feed off of the fear that they were instilling in you by jump scaring you, and then they hopped away. <laughs> um, and then you met up with an Eladrin, an elf, Named Reed, who had a, a broken down cart, uh, and he had giant piles of nuts and berries that he was ready to take into town. And he informed you that there, that the the feast of autumn is happening, <coughs> the feast of the harvest, and he has to hurry because they need his food to support the people there. Um, and the pumpkin king has been is holding this for for all the citizens of the realm. Uh, and so you guys also noticed that there were a couple of giant figures, what appeared to be just giants wearing loincloths and jack-o'-lanterns on their head, forever taking giant handfuls of produce and walking them into town. So one of these came by, you guys, and after speaking with Reed and, uh, well, this boy who became enchanted by the beauty of the land and is acting strange, gave him all your guys' names. Uh, which you guys weren't pleased about. Um, you guys agreed to, it was best to go into town because you had no idea where to proceed from here, and with great skill, Edwin lassoed the giant's passing toe, and it has been pulling you guys towards the town. Uh, and that's where we're at right now. You guys are currently in a wagon in the Feywild, being pulled by a giant's moving foot. So, right now, so you have failed a wisdom saving throw. Yes. Have I failed one? You said I'm getting hungry, right? No, I said you, um, so I had you guys make a very important wisdom save early on, and you two passed, and this guy failed. Okay. Uh, so because of that, he's acting very strange, um, He's acting extremely happy, but, like, he wants to All stay right. here forever. He doesn't really care about your quest anymore. You guys, after rolled a, a, a secondary wisdom save, which had to do with being 
enchanted by the food. You could smell the aromas of food coming from the town, and you guys, you specifically, just are like, man, I I don't remember the last time I've eaten. Yeah, I'm hungry. Um, Edwin remains. So that's where you're at. Alright, now listen, Reed. Reed, it's your name, right? It's Reed. Uh, yes, we, we just went over this. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, listen. I love you. Alright. Do you fancy books much? I must say, books are not exactly commonplace here in the Feywild. Oh, so you're saying you don't like to read? Uh, who likes to <laughs> sit stuffy indoors and read when you, you have the beauty of the world all around you? It's a joke, mate. Read, you like to read. It's funny! Oh, I see you. Talek, you're, qu- oh, you're quite quick you with your wit. <laughs> your wit. I, I must say you're quite funny. Perhaps, perhaps the pumpkin king would take to you to your liking. <gasps> oh, you, you think know he, he would? He's a fan of humor as well. Oh, I'd like to meet him. I would. Sure, sure. Well, I, I'm sure you'll find him once we get in town. And you guys are being pulled by these giant footsteps. Um. Oh, and eventually, after a minute or two of this, getting gusts of wind blown in your face as you're pulled at like 60 miles an hour and then stop harshly, uh, piles of fruit flying out of the cart with every time this happens. Um, but with little care, Reed gently um, guides you guys into the city. Uh, the giant steps past the little town, um, and Reed looks at the three of you and he goes, I, I've got the front, but one of you cut the rope quick. Yeah, I'll take a dagger and <laughs> throw it at the rope and try and cut okay, it the quickly. <gasps> oh god! First roll of the night. <gasps> I just realized I don't have the twenty-two. Dice. You don't have dice? No, they're in my room. Okay, I'll grab them. Yeah, they're in my bag. Twenty-two to hit the rope. <laughs> you don't um, have dice. <laughs> twenty-two to hit the rope. Yeah, you cut clean through it, and oh, the rope. You must go. I can't get out. Actually, no, I can. Let's go. I got it. The oh. uh, <laughs> the rope with a pop snaps and um, whizzes towards the giant and you guys are left skittering to a stop in front of Pumpkin Town. What, uh, do we see like anything of note um, when we so, behold Pumpkin Town? Go ahead and roll me a perception check, you guys. Oh boy. Nat 1. What we roll? Perception. Um, gates. So, with your nat one, um, let me roll this shit. Essentially, seventeen. Okay, nice. So, Andoril is essentially just so enchanted by the smells and the sounds of the music that he doesn't really take notice of anything around him, and he immediately starts feeling the incredible urge to just walk straight into the town and just explore. Uh, Edwin is kind of taken aback by the sheer amount of stimulus that he can't pick out anything in particular. But Talent gets a pretty good look at Pumpkin Town. Um, So essentially what you see in front of you is not a terribly large place. Uh, It appears to be the size of like a small neighborhood. Um... It's full of little structures, many of which are made of brick and wood, um, some of which are collapsing, and you see a lot of little establishments are made of entirely of hay, um, kind of stacked up in little bundles, 
Um, but most of the structures in this place appear to be tents, and they're little pitched tents of all colors, incredible varieties, many of which are autumn tones, dark reds, oranges, yellows, um, soft blues, and you can see a lot of them are lit with fires from within those tents, and little puffs of smoke are seen billowing out of them. Um, you can smell spices, soups, baked goods, roasted veggies, and the all-important roast meat. Um, yeah, good for hungry boys. Um, oh, I am one of those. Yeah, you can also yeah. see a number of little little animals, what appear to be foxes, little rabbits, kind of darting in and out of between buildings, just running around. Uh, but the thing that strikes your eye the most, Talik, um, kind of under the endless amounts of crows that seem to be perched on every open spot uh, in the upper levels of these structures are the populace. Uh, you see a lot of them are Eladrin, just like Reed. Um, very attractive, elegant people, a mix of male and female. Um, many of them are wearing the same stuff he's wearing, just simple leather clothes. Um, but many of them have bright colored hair, bright orange, red. Uh, others are more normal tones like browns and blacks. Uh, and then you see dozens and dozens of short little humanoids, uh, about the size of a halfling that you've seen before. And they're wearing clothes, uh, little buttoned vests, pants, uh, buckled shoes. Some of them are wearing no shirts and pants only. Others are completely naked. Um, and the one thing that strings all of them together is they're all wearing little jack-o'-lanterns on their heads. Oh, lordy. Um, so you, you can see they're, well, not expressionless because they're all making different contortions of faces on their on their. Are they changing or just like one? It's like just each? one um, face and they're really? all kind of just walking around to and fro. You see many of them are carrying little bundles of wood, perhaps to go into fires. Many of them are carrying produce. Uh, a lot of them are just dancing and laughing and conversing and having a good time. You can hear their <laughs> high-pitched little voices. What do their um, like? What do their like bodies look like? Proportionally, they look similar to a halfling: short little legs and arms, uh, kind of little fat, rotund bodies. Um, nothing abnormal, no like extra limbs or anything. But um, that's what you see. Nothing as of right wearing now. A pumpkin. <laughs> so what you see as of right now, uh, just on the outskirts of the town. Look, look at these little guys. Look at them. Look at them run around. So many of them. All right, let's get some food. But we must stick together in this town. And I start walking in. Okay. Because I'm yeah, I'm like trying to smell the food because I'm super. Edmund's gonna plop off the cart. Uh, Thanks for the ride, Reed. Yeah. Talek, wait up! Yeah, I'll pick up the dagger on the ground and okay. walk in. Cool. Uh, is going to follow behind somewhat slowly, kind of looking around like a distracted child at an amusement park. Yeah, I'm going to be constantly <laughs> looking around to make sure you don't get lost, and you especially don't get lost, Mr. Okay, if you that, go ahead and like an active passive perception, I guess if that makes sense. Sure. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like a continuous sure. perception that sure. you'll just have running Okay. Edmund is just following Ten. behind Talek. Ten at okay. this point. Um, okay, you're just following Talek. Yeah. Where do you head? Where does following Where does my nose lead me? Uh, roll me an investigation check. That's better than. Ooh, nineteen. 
Oh yeah, so you I are sniff check. very easily able to follow the cinnamon spice, the baked bread, the roasted meats into town, and quickly it takes you directly past um, a building made of entirely hay and then a, a number of tents, and you, as you head straight through them, you notice that a lot of the little pumpkin kin are taking notice of you and just stop whatever they're doing and are turning and watching and others pay completely no mind to you can carry on with their business um the eladrin you pass a few and they greet you and smile yeah hello how do you do Mm -hmm. um and as you head further and further inside you get a real feel for the festive part of this town um somewhere along this way uh Enderil has attempted to pick up a pumpkin kin. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, roll me a strength check. That's a 17. Um, okay, so... Roll me um, a stealth, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Are you trying to stealth this or no? You're just doing it. No, he's just like... As one of these little fuckers runs by, he's just trying to, like, scoop him up. Okay, so pretty easily Talek hears and then as you turn and look, you see Andriel starting to pick up a little pumpkin and by his pumpkin head and lifting him up and you see his little body flailing underneath. Andriel, what are you- and I was gonna always march over and just try and just snatch him from you. What? He's cute. What do you- you don't just pick- pick- and kind of like put him down. Shouldn't we be maintaining a low profile here? I wanted um, to see what his bloody head felt like. I'm I'm terribly sorry. As I'll, you put him down, yeah, he starts ball. rubbing a po- the points on his head, like massaging his pumpkin, and then he looks up directly at you, Talek, and you just see an endless void <laughs> behind the okay, eyes. Inst- okay, right now, instantly... <laughs> it's just blackness. Instantly, what I want to do is turn on Ghostly Gaze and stare into the pumpkin head. Steer through the pumpkin. Yeah. Um, I want to see if there's actually a head underneath. Okay, it. so how does this work again if you can run me? Yeah. Um, there's an action you can see through solid objects through a range of 30 feet uh, for one minute and it's concentration. And okay. I thought vision while having it. Uh, so you can see through the pumpkin? Yeah, it's, it's okay, a solid so object. You look mm-hmm. into the pumpkin and it, there's not. It's just black. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Yeah. I'll just kind of give him a nod and pat on the head and just You see him just shake his head and throw out his hand and start walking <laughs> away. Goodbye, Nar. I'll see you later. Let's um, not pick up the locals. Yeah, let's please time. refrain. Very well. There is, I'll whisper, like, there is nothing under the pumpkin head. It is just a pumpkin. There's no skull, no what? head. So do you think he's stupid? Tell it, what, what do you mean there's no head? Looked through the pumpkin and there was nothing underneath. Through it? Wait, <sighs> that could. Oh, ne- never mind. I, f- I forgot what I was gonna say. It doesn't matter. Alright, let's. I'm I'm hungry. I'm just keep walking to the food. Okay. Edwin's um, gonna, like, Metallic! Is that the wisest idea? As you guys are <laughs> run after him. Yeah. Stopped um, talking. You see two. More little pumpkinkin. One is dressed in like 
basically like pilgrim's clothes, like a oh my god, a jacket, like buckle on the hat. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's funny. He has no hat, but yeah, yeah. he's wearing buckled shoes, and the other one is just wearing a loincloth. And the two of them walk up to you, and you can see they're carrying things in their hands, and they look you up and down. Um, and hold on one sec. What is this? Oh, and they give us an Arby's commercial? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen up here. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so they look at you up and down, and you see them both shake their heads, and one of them hands out what appear to be a bundle of blankets to you guys, and he's shaking his hands. Oh, oh you yeah. to take them. Uh, thank you, friend, and I'll just and grab it. the other one Put it around my neck. is carrying little... What appear to be bundles of leaves on his arm, on his left arm, and he takes one off and um, like a like a lay thing. Lays his, gives it to Talik. Yeah. Um, and then another one gives, um, or the same the same one that gave you the lay um, pulls out from behind his back a, a large pumpkin. Nope. And hands it to you, Edwin. Can I? Can I? Edwin's gonna look at these two and try to determine, like, is there any way he can determine if this is like a festivity type of thing or if, like. So, looking like, at them, you can see one of them is literally two holes for eyes, a hole for a nose, and a straight line for a mouth. And the other one is just a smiling jack o' lantern. So, I mean, you're not getting any, <laughs> any yeah, emotions yeah. from these guys. Can I ins- so, he's handing me the pumpkin. Can I inspect it to see? Is it like a pumpkin from the material plan, like, that Edwin would have? seen before um it's fairly large it's larger than the one on his head uh it's not carved though is it proportional for like a human size yeah, head it is um uh and then while while you're contemplating this the other one hands um Andereal another one of these twisted leaf things it's a twisted leaf it's uh, a basically it's basically the size of a circlet that you would place on your head. And oh, it's, it's made of, of twisted, like, fall autumn leaves. Oh, he immediately puts it on his head. Okay, cool. Don't I look good in this? I'll just, I'll, I'll like I'll just kind of look and just kind of like, like, kind of like nod and smile. I'm just going to hold it in my hands like, with yeah, the blanket. Yeah, everyone's going to receive. persuasion. Right. 21. Okay. Everyone's going to receive the pumpkin and kind of... Mm-hmm. My thanks. Hold on to it. <laughs> okay, you see the two pumpkin kings start clapping their little baby hands together. I'll, I'll clap with them. <laughs> and um, you guys can hear, as you've gone further into the town now, just this loud, joyful music. Um, lots of string instruments, guitars, you can hear drums, and they start dancing and clapping to the music. And looking at you guys. Weird question. Do I see anyone playing instruments? Uh, you don't see anyone around, no. Is, it, is there, like, a general direction it's coming from I can hear? Uh, yeah. Okay, so make sure it's not just, like, ambient, just cosmic music that's kind of screwed. Okay, thank you. Okay. Whoa. So they're, they're clapping and dancing and, like, bobbing up and down. Are they remaining in front of us? Yeah, they're just looking at you guys, like, dancing. Alright, yeah, I'll kind of start hopping and skipping and clapping and just kind of rotating around them and getting back to the food. Okay. <laughs> and just walk away. Um... As you start dancing and leaving, 
uh, they they kind of like wander away, losing focus on you guys. And as soon as they lose focus on us, Edwin is going to place the pumpkin he was handed like behind the tent. As soon okay. as they lose focus on the group, Andrew also loses focus on the group and kind of starts to follow them. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so while Edwin is putting this um, pumpkin down, me, you roll me. I would say another perception check okay. because you're so focused on food yeah. at the moment. All right. Because you're not trying to sneak; you're just so walking. Your oh, focus. No, I am just roll. Roll your fo- roll a perception check for your focus on food, and if it beats your passive focus for him, oh, then you shit. lose him. I just joined a conga. Yes, it's eight. <laughs> yeah. So you notice him start to follow these guys. Andrew, I'll whistle. I can't actually whistle in real life, so I'll just whistle in game and just kind of snap. Like Andrew, please stay with the group. Come on. What? what? I, I thought we would... No. Come on. To the leader. To the day. food. Nope. Uh, Let's go. Right. He kind of like half hangs his head and like waddles back. Okay. And I'll keep an eye on him and just kind of keep walking to the food, like looking back every like three seconds. You have so, a very large toddler to deal with. Yeah. Basically, at this point, you notice that food can be smelt in all directions. 360 around you. It's What's literally mm. everywhere. And as you continue for a couple minutes passing through, you notice a couple of other things. Um, you notice more pumpkinkin wearing various clothes, more ladrin dancing, talking with the pumpkinkin. Um, you also see a few jack-o'-lanterns just by themselves rolling in between the legs of people. And just the pumpkin? Just Can, the pumpkin by oh, itself. Have we noticed anybody wearing a jack-o'-lantern on their head that's not a pumpkin king within the city? Oh, the like anyone normal size? Like a normal sized human? Yeah. yeah. Only in perception checks? Oh, shoot. Really 18. Uh, no, you haven't. And you have you have a pumpkin in your hands, right? No, I left. I tried to stash it as they left our. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're seeing these pumpkins just with carved faces on them just rolling by themselves, kind of, and stopping in places and continuing. Um, more more crows and animals as you continue further and further in, and as you're, you're noticing, as you keep going, this place seems a lot bigger than it did when you looked at it from the outside, um, just in terms of how far you've already traveled. And you finally get to the point where you can see food uh, pretty regularly. You see large long rows of tables kind of essentially there are like alleys created yeah. between these large formations of tents and hay and brick buildings and in these alleys just in the middle there are large long tables where people are just walking by and taking big pieces of food there's there's corn squash meat there's literal full turkeys sitting there cooked steaming ready to be eaten uh, so there's food all around I'll grab like a turkey leg Okay. And start munching it. Okay, cool. Edwin's going to kind of hang back and watch Only a things. wisdom save. Me? For real? <laughs> yeah. God dang it. Do I need to roll one? Um, no, you don't. <sighs> yeah. Edwin is going to kind of hang back and kind of watch as things fold out, keeping his eye on Tower. Needless to say, Andrew has already dug into this. Place. Yeah. Christ above. 18. Uh, you roll me a wisdom save too? 18. Okay. 9. Okay. Cool. Um, so, yeah. You guys are just hanging out. There's food around. Um, 
nobody really seems to be directly addressing you, especially, um, what's it called, Andreal, who, um, appears to be fitting in incredibly well here. Um, he's bobbing his, his head to the music, everybody seems to be greeting him like one of their own, um, but yeah. Oh, and he is loving every second of it. Is Edmund noticing a dis- difference in the way they're seeing Andrew as opposed to himself? Um, no, no, not really. I mean, they're they're actively interacting with him, whereas with you and Talek, they're just kind of not paying attention to you. Do I f- do I f- like feel like I'm getting full, or am I still hungry on eating? Uh, no, you're. I mean, you feels tastes amazing and it's filling you up. So all right, good. As soon as I'm full. Stop. Okay. So you can feel that that charm for the need to eat sort of dissipate. You feel satisfied now. Edmund, I don't like this. Something about it puts me off. Not quite what yet. Uh, Andrew is going to come up and kind of dra- uh, grab Talek and Edwin by the hands, trying to get them to come out and dance. Say. Come on, you fellas aren't having any fun. We're all dancing out here. Come on. Yeah, And I'll he's go. kind of bobbing up and down, trying to bring them out to to get them to come and uh, dance to the music. full play armor right now. Clank, so. clank, clank. Oh, he doesn't care. Yeah, I will, yeah, I'll reluctantly go dance for a little while. Edwin's gonna try his best to refrain from being pulled out. Um... I guess we're doing a strength contest, aren't we? If you okay. roll for it, yeah. He really wants you to go dance. That was a twenty. That, that was a nat twenty. Uh, all right, yeah. So I mean, reluctantly, you'll you get Edwin out on the floor. <laughs> He'll start dancing. Oh God! So all right, like... we're dancing. You're all dancing. Yes. We're all dancing. Okay. Um, as you're all dancing, you see. A beautiful Aladrin woman in a long flowing golden dress starts swirling by and she's holding a, a giant pitcher um, full of this beautifully floric um, beverage and she's she addresses you and she goes can I can I interest you in, in any drink uh, he Andrew is gonna be kind of like uh, jig his way out over there and go, Hello, gorgeous, what do you have for us? And she just starts. Oh, <laughs> he is he is drinking up okay. as, as she pours this in. I'm assuming this is into his mouth. Yeah. Okay. She's pouring a drink from the pitcher into your mouth, and it's the best tasting wine that you've ever had in your life. All right. What are. Can you give me some notes for the wine? It's, it tastes like <laughs> a cherry. Mixed with, it's like the scent of a rose, but it's like cherry flavored, and it's soft and sweet. All right, so like Kool Aid wine. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, I gotta, I gotta try that. And she, she then she takes a swig, and you see her pupils dilate a little bit, and she's oh. like, oh. "Do I see any difference like in him right as he drinks it? Uh, like any like immediate like no. whoopy like okay good. He's acting exactly the same. <laughs> Christ. And then she, she hands it out to you guys. Evan's gonna move his hand and pass it along. Yes. Okay. Oh, I've had I've had some already. Thank you. I'm good for now. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah, you guys are just dancing around. 
Okay, I want to look, just kind of, as we're kind of jumping around, like, get plenty of rotations in, try and look for any figure that would resemble a king. Okay. The pumpkin king. a perception check. Tits. Eight. Yeah, you're seeing these little pumpkin kins waddling side to side. Other ones are clapping, and the Eladrin are really showing themselves their grace here, as yeah. they're, many of them are partnered with another one, and they're, they're dancing very elegantly. What did you just going to try? Uh, you eight. Um, so, looking around at sort of the edges of this little, slightly more open area that you're in, you see, for one, um, what appears to be the source of the music. Uh, the music grows in volume louder and louder, coming from the direction of one of these alleyways, and you see, first, a floating violin <laughs> bouncing as it continues and then behind that a snare drum floating just playing itself and then behind that a guitar and then a few flutes following that and it appears to be almost like a like a train of these magical instruments kind of flowing down the alleyway and <laughs> all of the populace just start clapping for it as it passes by and cheering whooping whistling and it and it makes it starts to make a circle around the ring of this open area that you're in. Edwin is going to try and slip out of the dance circle and find a sort of like Are we in like a town square? There appears to be a town square. Um there appears to be no like rhyme or reason to this at all. It appears to be all very random. Is there any nearby crate, box, barrel, something that he could stand on? Roman percentage check. Uh, 16. You do see a barrel, actually, um, very close to you. It's a large barrel, about two-thirds the size of you in height, and it's standing on its head, um, and the top is open, and you can see what appears to be an Eladrin dunking his head in and pulling out an apple. Uh, he's holding in his teeth, and you can see what appears to be another Eladrin standing behind him, that's very elegantly dressed up, another young man, um, and he appears to be addressing a small crowd around the barrel. Edwin is going to make his way to that uh, Eladrin. Okay. Uh, so as you approach, you can hear snippets of what he's saying to the crowd, um, and he's holding in his right hand, lifting it above his head, a golden apple that appears to be made completely of solid gold, and he says, as I've said once, and I've said a thousand times, anybody who can successfully get, successfully get more than three apples in one minute gets the golden apple as a prize, and you hear lots of oohs and ahs. And he's holding this golden apple, just watching people come, and most of them are unsuccessful, and then they walk out and leave. In a moan of clarity of seeing Edwin uh, walk off towards the apple-bobbing, barrel, uh, and is going to follow him. I will also go. Keeping an eye on our whimsical lad here. Okay. Where are you going? I'm over following Edwin. Over to Edwin, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you guys find him just watching this apple bopping. Yeah, Edwin's just watching it as at this point. Uh... So, do I hear the announcer say anything like asking if anyone wants to join? 
yeah, he keeps repeating the same stuff over and over, talking about the golden apple, um, talking about how, like, anybody can step up and do it. Yeah, and Earl's gonna step up. Okay. Cool. Oh, a young man, it appears. You sir, I'd like to try and get that golden apple, I would. Of Edwin. course, of course, you seem to have been enjoying very much in the festivities, I Edwin's think. Edwin's going to kind of snicker from him and nudge do very well at this. But it has been called Young in Ages. <laughs> Go ahead, hey, right. I heard that. <laughs> You're funny. You're funny, you are. I Edwin, like that about you. Edwin cracks a smile for like the first time they've been in this little city. <laughs> Alright. Um, the barrel's open. He is going to see if he can... Oh no, he's just like trying to get an apple out. He, the golden yeah. apple's not in the barrel, no, is it? No, no. Okay. Yeah, he's just going to plunge his head in and go for it. Alright, so looking down you see what appears to be four or five apples just floating in the water. You plunge your head in? Do I see one that I can conceivably grab by the stem? Um, no, none of them are stemmed. They're all polished, clean, and smooth. Alright. <laughs> That was my strategy when I was a kid. Nice. Okay. I was very good at bopping cool. for apples as a child. So you bop for an apple, and you find, strangely, that when you dunk your head into the water... Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's cold, and everything goes black. And when you open your eyes, you see that you are underwater entirely submerged in water, and you can see that around you is just an endless expanse of water. How um, am, uh, how is Andrew doing on clarity right now? Clarity in, in what sense? Like how well you can see? No, how well I can perceive the seriousness of what's happening. Um, you know that you're underwater, uh, certainly. Um, but, but like, am I still fully under the effects of the Autumn Kingdom right so now? So, you are under the effects still, but that doesn't take away the sense that, like, you know what when a situation is potentially life-threatening, you know? Okay. It's just, it doesn't hit you as hard as it normally so would. So, when he does this, do we see him go into the barrel, or is it no, just you his just, head still? you just see him bobbing for apples. Does he go, like, still? Or is he, like... Does um, it look like, why? He dunks his head in, and you just, yeah, you see his feet just standing there. Um, and okay. as far as what you see, looking around in the water, you see these little apples floating around in the endless expanse of water. And they look to be shaking back and forth almost like they're swimming, like fish. Alright, I'm gonna swim after one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna try and sneak after one. Roll me a stealth check. And you find that you can't breathe under this water. Uh, that's a 16. 16, okay. Um, <coughs> that's pretty stealthy. This apple is just kind of sitting there floating in the water column at this point, and you can get up to the point where you can you can reach it, All right, essentially. Reach out and grab for and it. Roll me a dex, or just roll the hit, actually. Uh, with my attack bonus? Yeah. Well, you're not using a weapon, so I would say just use your dex modifier. Alright, so that's gonna be a 19. You reach out your hand, and you see it turn. <laughs> like stem facing you and then start to wriggle away through the water and you grab onto it firm hold and you got it and it, it just goes limp in your hand uh i'm gonna put it in my mouth okay and then you can see some more apples floating around in the water you have about let's say you have 
two more attempts, or you, you have about three more attempts before you start to drown. Do I... I'm going to look around. Do I see a golden apple? Roll my perception check. Uh, nine. You do not. Alright. I'm going to sneak up on the nearest apple. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's in that one. So, thrashing about, you're making noise now. Because you're realizing you can't breathe and this apple notices you and darts off into the blackness away. There's only two more apples in and one possible attempt left. There's two possible attempts left. Okay. Um, yeah. So you have to get three or more than three in a minute? Yeah, three. Okay. Alright, I'm going to try and sneak up on another one. It's a 14. You're able to successfully stealth up to it. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and grab for it. And that is a 10. Alright. So you dart out your hand through the water and you see this one almost lets out a little bit of a hiss in the water and it tries to swim down and you can grab it and this one pulls hard and it's strong but eventually it, it gives up. Alright, I might go for the last one. I'm going to sneak up on it. Nat 20. That's good because I got a 19. Alright. Uh, you sneak up on it. Alright, and then more. That's a 9. Got it. Oh my god! No way. Yes! Uh, so you reach out your hand, and again, this one notices you a little bit quicker, and it's almost just out of your reach. The tips of your fingers are on it, and then you're able to dig your nails into it and grip it. Alright, so I've got one in my mouth and one in either hand. Yeah. And I'm gonna try to surface now. Okay. Um, so, trying to surface, you realize there's no end to the water. How it's long just, has he been underwater to us? Uh, for you guys, he's been under like four or five seconds. Four or five seconds? Yeah. You guys have just seen him like, he's been under four or five seconds, yeah. He's not moving an awful lot for apple bobbing. It's only been a couple seconds, though. I, but it, like, he just, he looks still. And at this still. point, you, you see that you're you're starting to lose breath. Like, you're, you need to breathe soon. I'm gonna look around and see if I can see anything that looks like an exit. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. You see nothing. I'm gonna try... Shall I, I grab him, man? No, I mean... I'm gonna take one of... I'm gonna take the apple fish that's in my mouth and, like, double hand, like, two of them mm-hmm. so that my there's nothing in my mouth. I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to think really, really hard about pulling my head out of okay. the barrel. Roll me just a wisdom check. 19. And with that, you very easily lift your head up, and you're you're out of the water, and you have three apples in your mouth. <laughs> uh, and you hear the crowd erupt into applause and claps and laughter, and the announcer with the golden apple goes... My, my, I never thought that a mortal could get three apples on his first try. Give him a hand. And Andrew, with the three apples in his mouth, is just like, (laughs) (laughs) He goes, you can keep those. And of course, the golden apple and everyone. And he he hands it to you. And I'm going to, like, 
chomp through the apples that I have right now. Okay, cool. It's gonna be like, all right. So what's it do? What does it do? Well, it, well, it's an apple, of course. You eat us for nourishment. Now, we're like, is this like an important thing that I have to eat later, or? We're all individuals. I can't tell you what's important. Okay. I'm gonna... You know what? I'm gonna save this. It looks... It's too pretty to eat right now. Alright, and you see him reach behind him and he pulls out another golden apple and he goes, A golden apple for anyone who can get three apples in their mouth at once. Swan in the crowd kind of Does refocuses their attention. Does it appear to be real gold? Uh, I mean, you're not there. Like, from afar, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Enderil is going to run, or kind of like half-jog over to his friends and be like, Look! Look what I got! You got three apples surprisingly I was, fast. I was going to try and pluck it from your hand and inspect it. Oh, don't take that! I'm just taking a look. No, you, no, you guys, no. You guys also noticed that it would literally be impossible to hold three apples in your mouth at once. Wait, you, how, how did, first of all, how did you manage to get three apples that fast and fit them all in your mouth. Alright, let's talk about the important things first. You're not allowed to touch my fucking apple. You can touch an apple if you get one on your own. This one's mine. By the way, roll me another wisdom save. Christ right. above. Uh, that's a five. Okay, nothing has changed. I keep rolling so poorly on these. Why are you so hostile about this? It's my apple. It's my bloody apple. He just wants to look at it. It's not a big deal. Okay, you can look at it. You yeah. can hold you can it out for me, and I will look at it without catching it. Touch with your eyes, alright? Edwin's gonna raise both of his hands and put them behind his back. He's gauntleted mitts. <laughs> can I inspect it to look at to see if it's real gold? So, looking at it, um, investigation check? And would the effects of my condition be enough to where I would... Four. Um, it looks exactly like real gold. It's polished. You can see a reflection in it. Yeah, would wow. I consider what happened in the barrel to be important enough to mention? Um, that is up for you to decide. I did ask you, it seems like you got it really fast. Well, he was kind of weird, right? So, so here's the deal. I'll say you can tell them totally what happened, but for you, it feels like that wasn't all that surprising for that to happen. Kind of like the logical thing for, like... Seemed, to you, it seems like, oh, if, if I dunked my head in the water, it does make sense I'd be underwater with swimming apples, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like dream logic. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Look, listen. The apples were a little bit hard to get. They tried to swim away from me, but I got them. So you know, it's all fine. Edmund's kind of raise a brown turn to Talik. I'm glad that I've dried off now, though. It was getting kind of cold. What? What did you? For two things, the apples swam away. Oh yeah, of course they like. It's not going to be that easy to catch them, is it? It's an apple. It's not a challenge. It's a fruit. It's not a challenge. What do you if... mean dry off? It's just you just got you just your head. Well, in the barrel. Yeah, but you I mean your clothes are dry. You didn't put your whole body in there. What? You didn't. I mean, you just put your head in the water. Nothing else got wet. That doesn't make any sense. It was gonna palm. Look at. Look, I'm gonna head. look. I'm gonna point. Look. His face. It's not head. even big enough for your whole body to fit. 
Well, you know, let's check out some of the music. I'm uh, right as you say that the caravan of musical instruments passes right by you guys. Andrew's gone. <laughs> You're following it. Oh yeah, he's okay. like. So it, it's like five feet from you, and one after the other, the instruments are just bouncing down the line. As his kind of brain is not computing and doesn't know what to say to Talik, and the caravan passes by, his head kind of slowly tilts to where they are, and he just kind of absentmindedly follows the music. You know, Talik, I think I miss the old Andrew. I'm getting more and more concerned about the passing minute. You follow him. I'm going to get directions where we need to go. Very well. I'll find you. Alright then. Edmund's gonna turn and try and tail Andrew. Splitting the party's a good idea. Yay! <laughs> I haven't made a single uh, good move. Nope. Since we've been here. But it's really. Been giving it's our names really out, like, eating everything. I mean, yeah, it's really like in game though, so. <laughs> love it. Um, okay. Well, my perception check. This situation's frustrating. <laughs> okay, here we go. That's a 14. Okay, so looking around, you see uh, more of the same, which is all very strange. Um, but what you do notice is peeking out from behind one of the tents, uh, sort of on the perimeter of this little field, you see a cloaked figure, just, you know, all black. Um, and it's motionless, just staring in your direction. Um, and you can see sort of half of its body, but you can see towards the bottom of it, bottom of it, due to the angle of the tents, and there's no feet coming out of the bottom. There's just a floating black cloak watching you. Okay. Uh, additionally, looking around, um, you can see uh, you can see a few. Um, Okay. Looking around, uh, you can see that some of the pumpkin kin are going into these tents and coming out carrying little weird knickknacks. What kind of knickknacks? Essentially, some of them are coming out carrying little sacks full of glowing material that they're looking at excitedly. Um, You can see other ones leaving various tents, uh, just carrying simple things like wood and food, but um, there appears to be a lot of activity in this area just centered around stuff inside the tents as well as out. Hmm. What I'm gonna do... First of all, I wanna look around. Do I see any more of these black cloaked figures? Like, does it seem like they're like that kind of guarding perimeter, or is this one? Like, there's one of them and he's just staring at me. Uh, the one that you saw before has not moved, and you you haven't seen any others. I'm going to start walking, but like, like staring at him, see if he like rotates toward me. Okay. Um, so as you start walking, like parallel to him, I guess, um, you you do see that basically floating, it just oh, rotates. God. Okay, I'm going to f- just walk in like a straight line until we get to a tent, and that tent blocks his vision of me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Disguise Self and become an Eladrin. 
Okay. I can't become too short enough to be a pumpkin. What do you look like? Yeah, so I will be Eladrin with bright, like, golden orange hair. It's super long and, like, like touches, like, my mid-back. And some, you know, reg- like, regularly nice clothes, like the leather clothes you talked about, okay. like Reed was wearing. Cool. And then I will, like, wait and then walk back the opposite direction. Okay. Um, you walk out and you see that the cloaked figure is no longer there. Oh, that's... Okay. Um, that's scary. Okay. Edwin is still <laughs> following Andrew. I don't know how much of a head start you had on me, or how fast you're moving. Oh, he's not moving fast. Okay. So, as he's walking along with the crowd of little dancing pumpkinkin, following this musical caravan, it takes you down a different alley that you haven't been before, <clears throat> and proceeds deeper into the town. And you guys, he walks for... Well, it's hard to keep track of time here, but what feels like probably 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and you see more and more strange things as you head into town. You see scarecrows, like you saw outside of town, many of which are motionless, uh, and some of which are flailing their arms up to the top of the tent, scaring groups of crows away um, actively. Um, and as you continue... You guys, well, hear a scream, and... What? Run for cover! Comes from one of the Eladrin, and you guys notice that a giant has hung himself over this this side of the alley, and he begins to drop a couple tons of produce on directly onto the alleyway where you guys are. Is there a shoot-off of the alleyway close to us? Uh, there are lots of little... Shoot off so Edwin you can go is going to place both hands around Andrew and jump in one of the shoot offs. Okay. Which Pull is me. great because Andrew is currently looking up and kind of pointing up and going, Oh, would you look at that? Roll me dexterity. A dex? Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Uh, that's a 17. All right. There you go, baby. Okay. Um, so you, just in the nick of time, wrap your arms around Andrew and pull him out of the side or right like bear hug as you hear jump. just the thud and thunder of heavy <laughs> produce like pumpkins and squash being dropped into this little alleyway um, and it kind of fills up and you see it literally crush some of the little pumpkin kin underneath uh, and it fills up the whole alleyway and you guys leave and keep heading uh, and you guys dart through a couple tents um, as you continue through you can see sort of glances in the side of your eyes into these tents and you see some interesting things. Well, as a, um, as soon as, like, Edwin saves Andrew, Andrew's gonna look at him and be like, Sammy, you saved my life. I'm, I'm sorry? Uh, I meant, I meant, uh, oh, I Edwin. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Andrew, are you alright? Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Sorry, I... You looked like someone else for a second. Edwin's naked. Sammy. Alright. You sure you're alright? I'm fine. It's great. It's, look, let's look at all these cool tents. And l- let's just go. Alright. Very well. Edwin's gonna kind of motion for you to lead the way. Alright. Okay, so, um... 
you guys continue weaving through these tents, catching little glimpses of the insides of them, some of which there are entire families of these pumpkinkins sitting at long tables feasting, other ones there are lone ones sitting in a corner crying. As you continue, there are others dancing in their tents. Uh, some Aladrin are, are holding little poetry meetings inside. Um, but what do you notice the most when you look inside these tents is they're about the size of like a small camping tent. But when you look inside, it looks like there are these massive rooms, these grand halls, theaters. Like the ones Harry Potter. Kind of, yeah. But much larger. Um, yeah, so that obviously takes you back a little bit but as you continue you're sort of losing the loudness of the music you can still hear it uh, and you're heading out of the main pathway so you see less and less of these little creatures these rolling heads these animals darting to and fro and as you continue further and further you come to a large purple tent with a grand entranceway sort of draped into a triangle shape it's a bright purple tent and coming out of it, you see this glowing, warm, purple light. Um, and the threshold of it is like 12 feet tall, 20 feet wide. It's a giant purple tent. So there's... We're on like a different offshoot of an alley right now? Are we in a new You're kind road? of just wading through a sea of tents and shacks. And you just disguise yourself. Okay. Um, Edwin's going to kind of turn around and look for Talik for a moment, and then not seeing him. So turning around, you see how far you've come, and you can see a sea of endless tents and buildings in front of you, and that back alley where you, you pulled the produce from, you can see the giant beginning to leave that area, and it looks like it's hundreds of yards away now. Strange. Say, Anduril, do you want to check out that tent there? The really big one? That's it, yes. <laughs> well, I thought you would never ask. Let's go. Alright. Cool. Uh, Talek, what are you doing? As soon as I come back out and see the figure gone, I will... see the nearest glowing tent and then just take a peek inside. Um, so, as you look inside, you see there is a... Uh, naked Aladrin Christ above. woman getting dressed and uh, she turns around and screams ah! and then you see a male Aladrin's head peek out from the side of the tent and throw it shut. <sighs> Long drawn outside. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna look for an Aladrin that doesn't seem terribly preoccupied by like dancing or festivities. It's just kind of like walking or something like that. Uh, okay. Um... Sure. On a perception check? Sure. 17. There aren't many, but you can see a handful here and there kind of sitting, okay. just eating. Okay, um, real quick before I go up to them. So we're heading to the Winter Court to talk to the Queen. Yeah. Okay. We have to talk to the Winter the yeah. the Winter Court yeah. to fulfill our promise, but then we yeah. have to go find... The Jade Pond. The Jade Pond. Okay. So... I will go up to the circle. I'm just gonna like, sit down in an open spot, uh-huh. and uh, I'm just gonna like kind of like gesture to one of them beside me. Say, um, excuse me. Um, I was just hearing about this place called the Jade Pond, and I was curious if you knew where it was, or if you knew anyone who did. Um, so you're dressed in a lodger? Yeah. Okay. Um, this one appears to be a little bit older. Sure. Um, probably like early 30s. 
and he looks up at you with pure white silky hair kind of tied back neatly um, and he goes I'm sorry what, what did you say uh, I've heard about this place called the Jade Pond and I was curious if you knew where it was I, or knew of anyone who did I'm sorry I've never heard of it can I inside where are you man? from uh, can I inside check this yeah. Now? yeah oh um man I should have really thought this through before I turned into an Aladdin uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Um. Oh man, I cannot think of anything. Uh, is this in uh, real time? That yeah, yeah. You don't belong here, do you? I'm just visiting. I'm actually from the Material Plane. You see him; his eyes go wide, and he lifts his eyebrows, and he goes, "Oh well. Wow, how is it? How is it there?" <laughs> Oh, it's not this festive, I'll say that. Yeah, I've heard horrible tales of the material plane. Yeah, it's, 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 Monsters it's, roaming, horrible armies of men, crushing living things, destroying the world. Sounds like a hellscape to me. Well, I mean, when Surprise, you... Yeah, it's, it's amazing that you made it out. I'm glad you could find refuge here. <laughs> when you put it like that, it, it, yeah, it sounds pretty bad. Um... You know, we manage. It's fine over there. I assume you found a, a gate to get here. Um, yes. Well, uh, how did how did you go about that? It's not. It's kind of rare that a mortal can find his way here on his own. Uh, I have a powerful friend who helps me out. Mm, yes, don't we all? Mm. Well, I, I bid you adieu. I'm not having the greatest of, of evenings. Why? Why is that, friend? Well, what ails you? Um, I must say I'm growing quite tired of all of all this drink and all this this dance. It's getting a little monotonous. Mm. But well, soon I'll I'll head back to my my homestead in the outer reaches of the fall. Head back there for a nice nap. Mm. Uh, if you don't mind, one more question: What direction is the Winter Court? Why would you want? To head to the Winter Court. Well, if I'm going to be here, I might as well see everything. Uh, you don't want to see that. Uh, I'll, I'll decide for myself. If you could point Trust me in the direction. Me, it's quite dangerous. Uh, I've seen a. I've been in a scrap or two. I think I'll be fine. Uh, I'm with friends as well. Why, and why do you want to know? Because I want to go see it. But why? Because I'd like to see everything while I'm here. Well, you don't want to see that. But I do. I, I insist. <laughs> I don't think you do. Look, I'm going to go there whether you help me or not, but it would be extremely helpful to me if you could just point me in the direction. Roll persuasion. I rolled a 16 inside, by the way. Okay. That was a really good roll, but it bounced out. It's a 27. I don't wish to give death to anyone, so I, I must say I'd have to refrain. Well, I would suggest that you tell me where the Winter Court is. Make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. What? Four. Nope. Tell me where it is. So, what, what is that? It casts suggestions. Does he know he's being... No. Oh, you have suggestion now? He does not know. This is not like friends. Um, so, what is it like he... I basically give him a suggestion and he tries to follow it out in the best way he can. Okay. Um, and then, like, when he does, it's over. And he's he just, like, says, ret returns to himself. Very well. I mean, it's it's your life. And then he points up 
at the sky. I'll look up at the sky. <laughs> uh, you see a beautiful autumn sunset. What do you mean? And flocks of geese traveling. What? Hmm. Hundreds of geese. That's a lot of geese. What, what do you mean? There's just the sky. The winter court is up. Is that direction? Upwards in the sky. Yes. All right. Thank you, sir. Now I'll stand up and. Walk he kind away. of gives you a strange look, like he's suspicious of you, and then goes back to drinking. Okay, I will try and find Edwin and Underrill now. Okay. Uh. There's no, there's no perception check you could roll where you could see them right now. No, I'm just gonna, I'm going to walk around and find them. <laughs> okay. By this point, uh, you probably have I'll walk back. Roll me investigation. Yeah, I mean, I know it'll take me a while, but I mean, if I'm having no luck, I'll just fly above everything and try and get a bird's eye view. Um. So <laughs> is you, that a nat twenty? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you look around and you. You see, you know the direction which they they walked, yeah. following the, the instruments, and that's it. I mean, that's that's the best that you have. Okay, yeah. I will try and walk and find the instruments. Okay. Uh, and do I notice we... the this bastard cloak looking at me? Do I see him what anymore? Was this a perception you just yeah. rolled? Yeah. So looking around, you see that. Um, that table where you were talking to the Eladrin, he's standing at the table, looking over the table past the Eladrin at you. Wait. Even though the, he's still the table, the table guy? Wait, what? The guy you're trying to at the table? Yeah. He's still sitting there drinking, and then next to the table that he's sitting at, the that you were just talking oh, to the, him at, the, cloak the, is? the cloaked figure is staring at you. So you've okay. got little, It follows situation. Yeah, no kidding. Is he moving towards me just standing there? He's just there? floating there. Huh. Kind of like bellowing a little bit. I kind of want to talk to him. Okay, more akin to a weeping angel situation. Yeah. I'm gonna... Can I get closer to him? Play a little game of chicken okay, here. Um, you're gonna walk towards him? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh, you're you wade, me? You wade through oh. the little baby pumpkin boys. Um, <laughs> that image is horrible. And you see... That as you get closer and closer, this thing doesn't move. It just is sitting there floating. How close do you get to it? I'm gonna try and like see under the cloak. With your okay, so not with my thing. Okay. I can't do that right now. Um, I'm just trying to like just. So <laughs> roll me a perception check again. Uh, Thirteen. Um, I'd say you get like thirty feet from it. And you can, like, sort of see under it with that roll. Um, so you get kind of close, and it's just standing there, and you realize it's very scary looking <laughs> as you get closer. It's it's basically a cloak, but it's draped as if it was draped over something, like a figure. Yeah. Uh, and you look up under the hooded part that's kind of hanging down low, and you can see about, about half of what appears to be a skeleton. And the mouth is wide open just still, but the mouth is wide open. You can't see anything above the nose cavity, but... Alright! Uh, I'm gonna whoop, turn around and go back 
and try and find them. So you're being followed by death itself is what I'm coming to understand. Yeah, this is not pleasant. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm going to um, turn around and okay. head back. Okay, so I'll, I'll continue your 20 with that. So following around, there is hundreds of pathways in sight. So there's, I mean, there's no discernible path you could take that you can infer that they would have gone down. You can, like, randomly check if you'd like. Like, randomly look for them. Yeah, sure. Okay, roll me a d100. Whoa, okay. Huh, never done this before. Actually, I've never done this before, ever. I rolled a 96. You head down one of the offshoots and look around and it's just endless amounts of pumpkin kin and animals and tents and music feast lots of food alright just keep going no sign of them just keep rolling like how does this work uh, you can roll for eternity if you'd like <laughs> I'll give it two more rolls and then I'm gonna start flying around okay 38 roll me again it's cocked 13. You have no clue where they are. Christ above. Okay, yeah, I will... Look over my shoulder for the death... Deaf man. Only another perception? 17. Uh, you see him. I was gonna look. You notice that he's like... About one out of every five or six times you look around for him, you can see him somewhere in your periphery. I'll just look over my shoulder and give him a little salute and just fly and just try and find them and fly away. You take flight, rising above the aroma and the warmth. You're met with a chill autumn breeze. Uh, and flying up, a lot of the crows are flying up meeting you. And you look around and you see that the town continues forever in all directions just an endless expanse of the town. Drew, you look so upset. Oh, no. As far as the eye can see, you just see (coughs) smoke pillars, tents, and festivities happening. You're not doing the Feywild right, I don't think. Oh, shoot, that's true, but I don't know about that. No, this is me as a person. I don't know about the. I don't know about the whole. I don't know about the whole thinking to make things happen. So, also, um, Drew, I'm gonna have you roll me another perception check, but I'll I'll take into account the twenty that you rolled earlier. Okay. Looking for them. It's twenty-one. Um, there are a couple things that catch your eye when you're. Looking around. One is obviously the drop in your stomach and the dismay when you see that there's no end in sight to this place. But the other is you see almost like a shape to this now that you're looking at it from such a high view. There's almost, it's almost like a ring, like a crop circle, the way these things are organized. And they all circle in a spiraling ring to what appears to be the center of everything. And it's a large open courtyard, and you can see a massive pumpkin sitting in the middle of it. Uh, And many, many, many entities around it moving around. And from this distance, you can't get a good look at it, but you see that's notable. 
Another thing you see is a few more giants here and there walking around above. And then you do see a large purple tent kind of glowing in the midst of all these other smaller tents around it. It's the great pumpkin town, bro. Talic Brown. <laughs> God. I will keep note of where the center is and go to the purple town. Okay. Um, flying into the tent. Or do you go inside? Yeah, look in. Uh, looking in, you can see uh, Edwin and Andoril <gasps> have just headed inside. Um, and you got, you're right behind them. I'll drop... I'll put a hand on Evan's shoulder as the Eladrin. And as he looks, I'll just drop the form. As you... No, as you put a hand on his shoulder, Edwin's gonna drop a plated elbow into your gut and turn. You'll see a hand on his sword. <laughs> Edwin! Motherfucker! Do you drop it? Yes! <sighs> Don't sneak up on me like that. God, I'm gonna flick you in the nose. <laughs> oh, hello, Talik. How are you? Peachy. You was just in time that you came here. What... I'm gonna look around the tent. Where? What is it in this tent? Okay, so yeah, all three of you roll me. We've made quite the scene. Have you? What would you guys do? Wait, what? Thirteen. Uh, what? We just walked in and you landed. What do we me. roll? Sorry, what are we rolling right now? Perception. Oh, that's a nine. Thirteen. Four. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing so. This dice is getting retired. So anybody that was above a ten gets the full picture. Everybody else can kind of see face value. Um. This tent. Whereas you were seeing in some of the smaller tents, they were giant grand halls inside. Uh, this one, when you look inside, is actually seems to kind of fit the scale of the tent on the outside. It's almost a bit smaller. Uh, and it appears to be a shop of some sort. There's a counter at the front. There's rows of shelves covered in vials of tinted glass. Uh, it's very clean and neat and organized. You can see another couple of bookshelves lining this, the left wall in the back of it. And the tent is sort of draped over the bookshelves, kind of caving in a little bit on itself. And you can see that there's a row of beads concealing a, another chamber behind the counter. Um, but it's quiet. You can just hear a little bit of the flicker of a flame and a glow coming from behind that beaded entrance. Edwin is going to... So there are bookshelves, right? Mm-hmm. There are bookshelves, right? Yeah. Edwin is going to scan the bookshelves. Do they appear like normal bookshelves? Like, just books on shelves? Um, yes, they appear to be normal books. They're very organized by size, also alphabetically. Can Edwin pick up? They're organized alphabetically pretty easily, I imagine. Yeah. He's going to look for something. It's, it's elvish. Ooh. He can speak elvish. Cool. So you can... Um, he's going to try and find something. That honest program at Dickenshire did quite well <laughs> for you. Yes, he's quite the educated boy. He's going to look for anything with Jade Pond in the title. Okay, as you begin scanning the bookshelves, um, you see nothing with Jade Pond in it but you see a lot of strange titles such um, as such as the magics of the Feywild um, understanding the material plane um, 
you see a lot of what appear to be encyclopedias of magical creatures, a lot of encyclopedias of potions, herbs, a lot of it appears to be entirely knowledge-based. It's not a lot of like novel anything, no stories really. Um, and as you're searching through, you hear a voice hiss at you. Goes, if you touch the book, you're mine. Coming Edwin, from behind the counter. Edwin's going to slowly raise both of his <laughs> plated gauntlets above his head. I'm merely looking. Not touching, I promise. You see rising behind the counter, the three of you see this. What appears to be a red fox wearing a pair of eyeglasses. Oh, my word. And he's got long pointy ears with tufts at the top of his at the top of them um he's got beautifully silky red fur with white details underneath um and he's got a bit of a human quality to his face that isn't present in a normal fox uh, and he's wearing clothes he's wearing uh puffy armed a puffy armed vest with white uh and then ringed with golden soft blues uh, and he's a little bit hunched over, and he rises up above the counter, and he stands about five feet tall, flat. There's also Andrew with his finger about a centimeter from a book, just like slowly <laughs> turning around. And, oh, all right. And he like slowly puts his finger down. I assume you're here to buy. Are you not? You have what we're looking for, I suppose. Mortals. I haven't dealt with a mortal in some time. Interesting. They always have such unique tastes, I find. Uh, have, feel free to have a look around. You said tastes? Mm-hmm. Okay, I said taste, and I was like, oof. Okay, we're good. Like what? What is that taste like? Well, you see, mortals are very individual. They, some like flowers, others hate flowers. Some like to kill others or directly opposed to it. It's quite fascinating. I do like flowers, that's for sure. Yes, well, I'm not much of a fan of flowers myself. I prefer reading knowledge, but... Oh, but you fur, you look like, you look like a beautiful little flower, you do, what with your cute glasses and whatnot. Kind of just looks at you expressionless and he's like, I take it this one has been drinking of the drink and partaking of the food. He has, yes. Yes, well, that will put a man in quite a good mood. Is there any way to reverse that, return him to normal? Yes, I may have something. What would you want to return to God, you? please, how much Edwin do you want for us? Put up a finger towards Fox, uh, Andrew's face. I feel great. Why would you want to reverse me to normal? How there much? is a tonic I have particularly developed for this purpose, but it's not cheap. How much are we talking here? Well, you see, I don't deal in gold like people from your plane. I prefer something more useful. Do you have any knowledge to offer? Quite a bit. Oh, shoot. Any written documents I can collect? No, no, but I don't... Oh, you meant as in a physical form of knowledge. That does not have to be, but... If it's only verbal, it better be of some importance. But Edwin, I don't want to be normal. And as you, if you look over at Andrew while he's doing this, there's like a single tear that runs down his cheek. Oh my Christ. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The the, the only Uh, documentation Edwin has on him 
is his scroll of pedigree, and that's remaining in his boot. And you have the Book of Abba. And my book, yeah. Not giving that up, because then I can't cast the spells. Yeah. You have information on some very powerful magical artifacts. <gasps> that's also remaining in my brain. <laughs> my brains. My I, I, it depends on what you want here. That's all I'm saying. When you, I will say that applies to every item in the shop. Knowledge is the prize, of course. Look around, look around. I'm not quite finished with this chapter yet. You see, what if I you see him just you, dip his head down under the counter and you hear the flip of a page. What if I told you how to make a mean apple pie? <laughs> <laughs>